What do you want from me? Do you expect me to let you go? Do you expect me to let you take my children from me? Don't you know me? Don't you know that that's an impossibility, that that could never happen? That I'd use all my power to keep something like that from happening? Don't you know that? Welcome to South Philly's only podcast with your hosts, Marky Mark and Tony Nicky Jr. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now on the mark. We are coming to you live from Skyfall Studios in gorgeous South Philadelphia. It's Friday, March 18th, 2016. It's 65 degrees outside. Beautiful Friday night. I hope everybody survived their St. Patty's Day. We have one hell of a show lined up for you tonight, but before I get into that, I just want to let all our listeners know that, um, unfortunately, tragedy has once again struck the Nicky family. As our good friend Tony Nicky Jr. was brutally beaten at a Bernie Sanders rally earlier this week. Apparently, he had some type of Donald Trump paraphernalia on, and the masses, they charged at him and beat him down. But uh, Tony is here. He's still rolling with his picks, folks, handing out winners. And uh, we got a hospital bed right next to his microphone. The microphone, rather, right next to the hospital bed. 65% of Tony's body's casted. He's in a neck brace and halo. The lawyers here that work for On The Mark, as well as Tony's lawyers and uh, the agency he's employed by, know of a very important clause that was placed in his contract that if he gets hurt or injured and can't do the show for any sort of reason, he just doesn't get paid. So uh, Tony went to all extents tonight to get into this studio and uh, do the show. So he's with us, folks, and he's going to let everybody know what's going on with this tournament. Yeah, Mark, in hindsight, that's a, uh, that's a stipulation or a clause I really wish we had emphasized to get into that contract, but I gotta say, I appreciate, really appreciate your hospitality, getting this hospital bed up here for me. Uh, not the most comfortable thing in the world, but we made it out. Took me close to four hours to get here from my new home in Margate. My agent had set everything up. We had one of those uh, handicapped vehicles coming to get me. Turns out, they ran out of them. I ended up on the short yellow school bus on the way over here. Oh, no. Mark, that oh, thing couldn't no. get up past 50 miles per hour on the highway coming over here. Down the turnpike. Down the turnpike. But, uh, hey, we made it now, and we got a great show in store. Real interesting guy. Yeah, Vinny is uh, unbelievable at what he does. He's a true master of his craft, has a passion for it, has studied all over the world the methods of child therapy. He's going to, you know, put us in tune with what we can do in the future. When we have our demon seeds. Yeah, sure. Going to teach us a lot of things. A lot goes into those child's head. That thing, they're, they're fragile. Yeah, They're sure. fragile, those heads. I'm excited to hear what a guy's got to say. Absolutely, absolutely. So, Tom, between the hospital bed, what do you think of the catered food? We got the gnocchi. We got the stuffed shells out here. The sausage and peppers. What do you think? You enjoying the food or what? I'll tell you what, Marky. Them stuffed shells that were back there, they were, they were tasty. That was yeah. some good stuff to our listeners. Who can't try it, unfortunately. Those were some good shells, man. Yeah, they were tasty, weren't they? Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. 
fantastic. Folks, we also have a friend of the show with us tonight, the great Al Di Domenico, newest member of our marketing department, brings in a lot of banking experience. We're going to utilize his knowledge to take this show to where it needs to be. Kind of take us to the next level. Yeah, so we're going to have Al joining us later on. You know, friend of the show. We're going to talk to him and uh, see what he's thinking about joining the team officially and uh, the tournament so far. Big college basketball fan. Duke knowledge for days. The kid can talk Duke basketball until you fall asleep. So we're, uh, we're real pleased to have Al here. It's a beautiful night here at Skyfall Studios, and we have a beautiful show lined up for you. We have two great guests, Vinny Crushed Red Pepper and Al Di Domenico. When we get back, we're going to bring Vinny right on and delve into the life of a child therapist. Folks, episode 2.5, On the Mark Madness. Ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately, sad to say, it truly is madness. Tony Nicky Jr., my co-host, my co-worker, was absolutely trampled Monday in Chicago, Illinois at a Bernie Sanders uh, rally. These people must have been absolutely rabid supporters of Bernie Sanders, from my understanding, Tony Nicky was wearing a uh, Let's Make America Great Again hat and t-shirt. The masses saw that. Tony Nicky caught their attention, and they, they stormed him. They beat him down unmercifully. Like I said, Tony, is most of his body is in a cast. He has a neck brace on and halo, and he's restricted to a hospital bed. He's uh, doing this show from a hospital bed, microphone, right next to his bed to fulfill his contractual obligations. I'm blessed to be alive. Yeah, Tony, thank God you're alive and thank God you're here. How did you get back from Chicago? I was in Chicago doing a thing. I met with a couple clients, a couple guys that bet through me throughout my uh, my website. Met with a buddy of mine, Crush Red, actually going to be our guest on this show. Uh, but Vinnie Pepper, we did a thing over at Michael Jordan's Steakhouse. Phenomenal, Mark. 
really know how to cook a steak. They'll char grow that thing Tony, just right. You know, I can't emphasize enough how interesting of a guy Vinny Crushed Red Pepper is. What the hell did he order over there at that steakhouse? Guy got salmon. Salmon? Gee, he's a unique guy. He's so different. Nothing surprises me. But, you know, now you're getting acclimated to the to the environment here in Philly. We got some good steakhouses of our own. You like that Del Frisco's, though, don't you? Uh, Del Frisco's is a great spot in Philly. That being said, this was a great dinner at Jordan's place. And I got to say, it was pretty funny because me and Vinny were talking for a week about getting this great steak. Going to be all buttered up, you know what I mean, melting your mouth, and he came out and got salmon, salmon Uh and couscous, I was surprised by that. he was in a healthy mood. He was in a healthy kick that day. But uh, Big guy, too, it's surprising he would go so light on the order. It was his second meal of the night, if I'm not mistaken, I think he already did a dinner, this was later in the evening, we went for a snack. Uh, That being said, yeah, we got up early Monday morning, really was excited for the event. Yeah. And you'd be surprised, Marky. Those uh, those Democrats, they're wild out there yeah, in Chicago. They're, they're rabid. They're rabid. It's scary out there. I went there, you know, with my Donald Trump gear on. For people that don't well, know, I'm I'm a big Chris Christie guy. He kind of got me on the Donald Trump bandwagon yeah, yeah. when he came out. Yeah. And uh, you know, don't think I said too much wrong, too yeah. many bad things. Next thing I know. Uh, I had a two-by-four taken to my back. Oh, no. Is that what put you down? That will put me down, Mark. Is that what allowed them to trample you? That was one of the things that did it, Mark. I can't even act like... Oh, God, that man has a family. Yeah, Mark, I got beaten to shits. I was uh, lying there motionless. Oh, no. Thank God I met with Crush Red down there because he kind of uh, carried me back here and really swarmed everyone away from me, all those fucking Democrats out there. Well, that's the thing about Crushed Red. He knows how to nurture. He knows how to care for another person. But also a guy who will crack the whip for you when you need it. And I think that's a healthy balance, Tom. I think that's a truly healthy balance. I'll tell you what, when you start talking about steakhouses, I think back to last Saturday night I was out. I had a real pretty blonde with me. We went out, 9.30 reservation, so we, we got there Laurel. We had a few martinis. So I said, honey, why don't you wear that 18-ounce prime bone-in filet pink. Bring that to the table, and we'll get 24 oysters and another round of martinis. Ah, uh, she was all for it, Tone. I bet we that had was a great, The steakhouse great. scene in Philadelphia is tremendous. If I'm not in a steakhouse on a Saturday night, I'm not living anymore. Vinny Pepper's over there by the bar closing up his tab. I think he just ordered three, four Bahama Mamas, put it on the visa. We're setting him up. Vinny, welcome to the show. You are now on the mark. Folks, Vinny, crushed red pepper, child disciplinarian, classically trained all over the globe. Vinny, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good, Mark. Happy to be here. Thank you. You got to get the chip technology over at the bar, man. Yeah, yeah, we're working on it. We're working on that. Uh, Skyfall Studios is uh, pretty up to date, but hey, we're looking to go futuristic. What do you think of the decor here, Vin? You know, Mark, before we get into the decor, I'd like to mention that I expected complimentary drinks tonight. I didn't expect $14 beer night, but 
I'm happy to be whoa, here regardless. Whoa, whoa. What about the Uber X and the stuffed shells and then y'all get catered on the house? What about that? Uh, thank you for that. It's a nice touch, Mark. You know, I appreciate that. Uh, but I was under the impression everything is uh, complimentary, but that's okay. I'm happy to be here, though. Okay, and we legally can't serve liquor without charging. I think that's yeah, important. Yeah, I think that, that's a provision right at Skyfall Studios. We're Benny's looking to get that. that. Yeah, we're Benny's looking to get that, that lifted immediately. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking Tony Nicky Jr. as a beat down man in Chicago, Illinois, post Bernie Sanders rally. Frankly, bringing him back to Philadelphia, which is his new home. He used to call Las Vegas home, but now uh, gorgeous South Philadelphia is his home, along with Margate, New Jersey. We thank you for escorting him back here. What was that like? Was that difficult? You know, Mark, it was a sad, sad scene. Yeah. Seeing a good friend of mine yeah. on the ground being bloodied by these Bernie Sanders freaks. You know what, man? I picked him up by his bootstraps, dusted him off, patted him on the butt, gave him a Bahama Mama, put him on a flight to Philly, and we're happy to be here, Mark. I'll yeah. tell you what, Vinny, that... Those guys out in Chicago, they're nuts, those those Sanders supporters. Yeah. Man, the people go crazy for tax benefits, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a sad, sad world we live in. I mean, let's face it. Donald Trump's winning everywhere he goes, and the Republicans are still looking to... We're still getting our ass kicked out there, Mark. They're still looking to rout them, and, and they're looking to accuse everybody who supports Donald Trump. Frankly, the majority supports Donald Trump. Marky, no kidding out there. I had a guy with a chain rope screaming global warming at me at the top yes. of his lungs. Yes. And I've never seen anything yeah. like it. Yeah. It's out of control out there. These psychopaths are so motivated by global warming that they'll beat the living hell out of you and they don't care if you have kids. They don't care if you have a wife or a family that cares about you. They're sick, demented people. Vin, we got to thank you for getting Tony back here in one piece. So this is, you know, your first time in Skyfall Studios. What do you think of the decor? You know, Mark, I'm impressed. I'm impressed by the posh, posh scene you've really brought to South Philadelphia. I got to ask, Mark, did, did you hunt that lion yourself? I you got a head up there. You got a, you got a lion mane, so it's clearly a male... But tell, tell me about the, the lion the lion head up on the wall. You know what? So funny you ask about that. That was a, actually a gift from my dear, dear friend, the legendary NBA Hall of Famer, the great Dikembe Mutombo. He's been a guest here at Skyfall Studios more than once. The man is unbelievable. The man's a gift giver. Man was a tremendous basketball player. In fact, Tony, you probably centered a lot of your bets around the presence of a Dikembe Motombo. Absolutely phenomenal athlete. I'll tell you that. From where he comes from, Vinny, that lion said that that's equivalent to gold out there. I believe it. There's a big market for lion's heads. Now, next to it, now is that a brown or a grizzly bear? That's a grizzly bear sticking with the NBA theme, the Memphis Grizzlies. My dear friend, Zach Randolph. Guy's a tremendous ball player. Sent me that as a gift last time the Grizzlies won a playoff series. 
Man, is he a good friend of mine from his days with the Knicks. We had some wild nights up in New York. We were all over the place. Any which nightclub, you can name it. In fact, Tony Nicky was right there front and center, buying rounds of shots, sending out bottles to all his dear friends. Tony, I bet you missed those uh, days. That so was a good night, wasn't yeah, it? That was a good night. Zach Randolph's a good guy. Those were a couple good nights, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, he's a good guy, man. He's yeah. a lot of fun. He went down to Memphis, kind of settled down a little bit. Yeah, but He's yeah. a good guy, Zach Randolph. Now he's all about that Southern hospitality. Now, Vin, we got a... Uh, we got a rodent problem here at Skyfall Studios. We got a wild aardvark running rampant. From your background in animal control, what do you recommend we do to subdue this wild, wild aardvark? Well, Mark, you gotta grab the aardvark by a scruff. Okay, the scruff of the neck? Scruff of the neck, correct. And you grab the aardvark by the scruff, and you drag him through whatever he's done wrong, whether it's an uh, anthill that he's now collapsed or whether it's uh, wearing a, a Trump is GR8 shirt at a, a Bernie Sanders rally. Whatever you got to do to grab him by a scruff, drag his own piss of shit to really teach him a lesson. Ah, he'll learn from that type of shit, Mark. He'll learn from that. Wow. That's intense. That's intense stuff. And I can see how you would, you know, correlate a career in animal control into, frankly, a, a career, an illustrious career in uh, child therapy. You know, Mark, it goes hand in hand. It's uh, generally the same thing. Same form of control, bare hands, tasers. Okay. All goes to the same, same goal, control. Yeah, sure, sure. What's your, you know... Most challenging experience with a um, out of control child. Well, the first thing that comes to mind is uh, Dustin Diamond. Okay. You may know him as Screech yeah. from yeah. the '90s show Saved by, by the, the Bell. Bell. Oh, you worked with him. In fact, I believe he's recently incarcerated for stabbing somebody. But go on, Vin. My principles fell on deaf ears with Dustin. Okay, so you're saying your techniques didn't work with Dustin. His parents called me in when he was a tween. Some of our listeners may not know, what is a tween? Uh, pretty much anybody in between the age of 11 and 12. But anyway, so we got contacted by Mr. and Mrs. Diamond, and they have a wild tween. I, th- I sleep on it. I wake up in the morning, I say, you know what, I'll embark on this. So what's this, going back to the mid-80s, approximately? Mid-80s now? 84. Okay, okay. So I reply to the ad, and I first meet Dustin on the footsteps of his house. His parents, very wealthy, he's a very spoiled child, and uh, from the jump, he was just a a very wild child, to say the least. Sure, sure, and I think many of our viewers can understand that from uh, seeing his antics in the media over the years. But I've got the new cereal of the champs, Screechios. Folks, let me just remind you, you are On The Mark, episode 2.5. This is On The Mark Madness with Vinny, crushed red pepper. Vinny, tell us more about Dustin, as many of uh, our listeners may know, Screech from Saved by the Bell. Now, you wouldn't know from his character on Saved by the Bell, but he was a very outgoing boy. Uh, which is what led to his parents, you know, reaching out to me. You know, nobody with a good child reaches out to a child therapist. So I, I knew going into it that there was going to be some sort of red flag I'd encounter. And Vinny, 
some of our listeners may be saying, well, what is he talking about? I've never heard the term a bad child. There's no such thing as a bad child. So when you say bad child, Vin, what do you mean? Well, you know exactly what I mean, Mark. The worst thing a parent can do is be in denial about having a bad child. Okay. If you're in denial about having a bad child, you're going to have a bad adult. Oh, okay. You got to nip okay. it in the butt. You got to look at yourself in the mirror. Grab yourself by the scruff sometimes and yeah. say, look, I have a bad child. And I need to discipline my bad child. Okay. Who do I call? Then they go on Craigslist, see my ad. But I you use also caps lock. Have it's websites. very. You're also very well known on LinkedIn. You're a Google top search. You're out there in Beverly Hills. You're out there in Texas, Europe, Florida, Australia. I'm at the point now where I don't need to rely on Craigslist anymore. I have a lot of celebrity friends. Word of mouth goes a long way. You know, Mark, I, I can't contractually mention my relationship okay, with Angelina and Jolie. Sense. Oh, no. But, oh, no. Benny, cut that if you can. But the African children, I'm not going to go there. Okay. Were they a challenge for you? Like I said, Mark, I can't contractually say anything about it, but the fact that I'm bringing it up says enough about it. Okay. Vinny, something that I caught whim of online earlier this week. Oh, you no. have a massive lawsuit against you and your firm for uh, child abuse and neglect. What's up with that? Uh, if you could let our listeners know some of the you know, vague details of the trial and what exactly is going on. Before I say anything, I just want to say I have signed waivers from all these children that were participating in all these sweat camps that I had my name on. So I, I got signed written permission from themselves and their guardians. Sweat camps? Uh, uh, Vinny, what does a sweat camp for a young child entail? All right, step on the scale, son. Muscle raise more than fat. Great question. It's a loaded question. There's a lot that goes into the camp as a child. Obviously, you're waking up before it's light and you're getting out of work when it's dark. You don't have band-aids. You don't have a fan. Okay. What about nutrition? Do they have proper nutrition? No breaks. And uh, there's a trough that the children bend over and eat from. We have a thing where... You know, we're all big on bare hands. That's a theme that and a principle that I live by. And anything you do with your bare hands, you do. So, Vin, I'm having a hard time wrapping my mind around all this, frankly. You wake them up in the wee hours of the morning when it's still dark out. You neglect any type of food or hydration for them. And you have them building... Paddles? Attention campers, lunch has been canceled today due to lack of hustle. Deal with it. Well, let's not throw the word neglect around. I give them the bare minimum of nutrition that's legally required, so uh, I am okay in that regard. But yes, I have them. I and I don't, I don't want to say I wake them up, but I disrupt their sleep. Oh, and wow. Wow, how do you disrupt a child's sleep? Water to the face. Oh, you my know, it's God. almost it's almost like waterboarding, but they can still breathe after the first grasp of air. And uh, okay. you know, I get okay. him, I get him up at the crack of dawn. 
Oh, I, I own a paddle factory, so they make their own paddles. Wow. What kind of paddles? Canoe? That's a Hindu technique, am I right? Canoe you, paddles? You know, Mark, the guys is a canoe paddle factory. That's the front. But yeah. really, it's for their own discipline. I use their own handmade paddles against themselves. And that's the oh, true, man. true value of life. When what you've constructed with your own blood, sweat, and tears is now being used against you to discipline you. It goes a long way in the mindset of a child. In the, men- in the mentality of a young child. Man, I gotta say, Vin, I'm starting to learn now why they call you crushed red pepper. I thank the Lord that I didn't have to participate in one of these sweat camps. How about you, Tone? Amen. Could you have survived any of these sweat camps? My God, I didn't even know these things existed. If I survived that Bernie Sanders rally, I feel pretty good. That being said, yeah. that's, a hell, that's a hell of a camp you got there, Vinny. Oh, Very profitable. My. Oh my God, I can't believe parents are willing to send their kids to this. Good Lord. Vin, these camps out there in Chicago sound absolutely brutal. I'm glad I don't have to raise a family out there. How about you, Tone? Could you see yourself raising a family in Chicago with guys like Vinny Crush Red Pepper teaching the children? I'll tell you what, I'm sure as hell glad that I never went to a sleepaway camp or anything like that. My God, he reminds me of Ben Stiller in Heavyweights, Rated X. Yeah, he's a a little bit nutty over there. I think he's got a good basis, though. You got a good basis, Crush Red. He's over by the bar whipping up another Bahama Mama. The guy won't stop drinking since he landed. I don't know if he's traumatized from seeing you get trampled at the Bernie Sanders rally or what. I'm curious. But my if he, God, this guy can drink a cocktail, can he? I'm curious if he drinks like this while at sweat camp. My God, is he sweating out liquor? What's he sweating he's out? He's got to have some impending lawsuits coming Jeez. his way from his parents. I'll tell he's you what. He's sick. He's a sick man. Great with the children, though. And here he comes. Benny, get him set back up. Yeah, he's tremendous with these Great kids. Great with the children and the animals, though. Oh, Not necessarily. no doubt about it. Uh, Vinny, glad to have you back at the table here, fresh from the bar. Folks, welcome back to episode 2.5 on the Mark Madness. Loves the Bahama Mamas. crushed red pepper, doing his Bahama Mama thing all night long. Vinny, your tactics with children are unprecedented but they seem to work you have you have famous parents all over the world hiring and bringing you in do you take it as a compliment or is it just par for the course at this point is it just part of the business model is it expected or is it an honor what's it like to to have millionaire parents ask you to to teach and preach to their children you know, Mark, before I get myself in trouble, it's not a sweatshop. It's a paddle factory, and I'd like okay. for you to mention it as a paddle factory. Okay. First and foremost, I use the bare minimum of light oxygen and food, so I'm legally allowed to do what I'm doing. <laughs> Using the word sweatshop really puts a negative connotation on it. It's a state-of-the-art paddle factory for canoes, kayaks, Wait a minute. Vinny, Vinny, wait a minute. A lot of our listeners just heard the term that me and Tony just heard. Minimum amount of oxygen. What does that exactly mean? Well, Mark, we uh, it's very dusty condition. Uh, long story short, and uh, what we, is, is that a part of the program? Is that part of the training facility? No, we just haven't properly excavated uh, the factory that we took over. It's an abandoned warehouse. Long story short, we're still waiting for the proper remediations until we're up to code. But you know what? We're still gonna still pump the paddles out. 
and to turn a blind eye to conditions at this point until someone goes home sick, you know, which we really turned a blind eye to in the first place. So we're really not expecting that. So you're thinking that the sickness strengthens the child? Well, it builds her immunity, yes. Interesting stuff, Vin. Interesting stuff. Is this a common practice in Chicago in the Midwest? Or is this, uh, you know, something that mainly is taught in, you know, Tijuana, the Galapagos, Taiwan? This is a little trick I picked up in my nanny uh, stint in Tijuana. And, uh, you know, when you're exposed to the elements, the heat, the disease, uh, you learn what your limits, the child's limits... And once you know your limits, you can kind of push your limits onto the child's limits. And, you know, you're sitting out there, 107 heat. You bring the child out. You can do it. So can the child. Vinny, I think you're blowing the audience away right now. I don't think many of our listeners, and frankly myself, have heard of any of these techniques. Tony, have you? I don't know much about kids, but I sure as hell haven't heard any of these. Yeah, Benny's over there behind the glass, shaking his head, scared to death. Benny, take us to break. I'm, uh, I gotta regroup after hearing all this, and, uh, we'll be right back, folks. On the Mark. Episode 2.5, On the Mark Madness. the show, former Wells Fargo banker, current head of On The Mark Marketing Department, that's marketing with a C, the great Al Domenico. Al, we're so happy to have you. Great to be on, on the, the show. Mark. Feeling good, Al? About time you got me on here. Yeah, about time is right. I'll tell you what, we all have a face for uh, podcasting. Yeah, we should be on TV, huh? HD. <laughs> that's the complete opposite. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're absolutely right. So, we bring you on. We sign you on the dotted line earlier today. Marketing department. I love it. What we kind got of some good ideas? Okay, all right. And we can't have you elaborate too much further on your ideas because that could spoil some great surprises. Surprise right. Yes. Exactly. No, nothing. Everything is. We keep everything close to the vest here. Al, you got a big wedding coming up. Huge. You've been so good to me. June. June, 400 plus. 
400 More plus. than what the Sixers get. More than what the Sixers get in attendance. You're a young guy. Yes. You're a good-looking guy. You're a hard worker. What made you take that big leap and say, you know what, the time is now. Let me get married. Let me move forward with this. Let me start a family. Jesus, that's how you're going to start off with that question? Yeah, we're, co- we're coming heavy. Yeah, We'd like yeah. to hit him before they really know what the, I, what's going my on. God. That's, that's right, Tone. Uh, it's a good question. It's more about the woman doing it. You know, uh, mm-hmm. when you mm-hmm. definitely find the right girl. And uh, when you get down on one knee, it's seeing her reaction in her face. Yeah, sure. Is, uh, of is worth every penny. Of course. And especially in this day and age, it's not easy to find a girl you trust, a girl you can bond with. It's uh, it's a tall task for, for a lot of people. It is. So why don't you tell our listeners, how, how did you meet your uh, fiancé? Well, growing up in the neighborhood, I always knew her. She was a little, little older than me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But it was just one drunk night. She went out, <laughs> Penrose. Penrose Diner, folks. Yep, right crawled, here in beautiful South Philadelphia. Crawled under the, the table Okay. to go talk okay. to her. And then the next weekend, the same thing. And then asked her out on a date. So it was two Penrose weekends in a row. Yeah, very romantic. Very romantic. And <laughs> gorgeous spot. Gorgeous spot. Delicious Dude, food. Dude, the lighting there. was perfect. The lighting was perfect. Now, where was the first date at, Al? We, uh, we did a continental date. Okay. Second, was that second in market? Yeah, sure. So you got the... drinks. Uh, and it, it was easy because, like I said, I knew her. She right. knew, we knew the families. Sure. That families always we, makes things so smooth. So it was very comfortable, yeah. Yeah. That's big. That's then big. It's just, you know, after that first year in a relationship, okay. you just kind of know whether or not to So right after you. the first year, you said, this is it for me. This is the this one is I want to spend the rest of my life with. And I got news for you. A lot of guys will spend three, four years with a girl, and they don't say that to themselves. A lot of guys, like myself, have commitment issues. Well, let me ask you. You know my fiance. What do you think of her? I think she's a great girl. I think she's beautiful, smart, uh, trustworthy, nice to be around. So I totally see what you're thinking. But now let me flip this on my co-host over here. Tone, you're well known for your commitment issues. (laughs) What are you thinking about what, what Al's saying here? Can you vibe with that, or are you on the other end of the spectrum? Oh, I'll tell you what, Marky. You know how I am. I uh, I enjoy myself a good time, to say the least. I enjoy myself my Friday, Saturday nights. You know, I don't mind waking up with somebody, whether or not I'm going to wake up to them every day for the rest of my life. Now, that's another right. story. Right, right, right. So, yeah, I, I haven't walked down that plank yet. You know, my last one, of course, we have the ongoing arson investigation going yes. on. Yes, unfortunately. Unfortunately, but... um. Yeah, haven't found the one to uh, to tie me down, per se. So, Al. Yes, sir. The way I'm interpreting this is, so the key to meeting a good girl is to have, like, a mutual respect amongst the families. Is that accurate, or you don't, do you it, think that's just a plus? It makes it Maybe a lot easier. Maybe that has easier. nothing to do with it. Could you imagine bringing a girl home that you like, and the parents, or if you had a brother or sister or a family member that doesn't approve? Yeah, it makes it difficult. Yeah, it makes things awkward. Makes things a little more difficult. Absolutely. So that's yeah, that's a plot. It wouldn't make me the reason why I would marry a girl. Sure, because my family liked her. Right, of course. It's not. It's not a deal breaker either way. No, it doesn't confirm a deal. It doesn't break a deal. Now, you've been planning this wedding, this lavish wedding, for um, close to two years. Close to two years. Two years. Personally, I don't know anything about planning a wedding. What's the most expensive aspect of the wedding? The venue, the open bar, 
No, the, the per DJ, head. Uh, the per the head per person. The dinners. Yes. The dinners. Uh, not including the rink. We're not, right, we're not doing right. that. No, no, no. I wasn't no talking ring. about any jewelry. Yes, we're just talking yeah. about the actual. I mean, in, in a Philly wedding, I mean, you have, and you got to pay the venue, mm-hmm. and then you know about the serenade. Of course. That I have to sing. Yeah, which and is my, my voice, big, my, one of my biggest fears. Listen, my voice when I'm drunk is phenomenal. Okay. Uh, can you reveal on the mark here tonight what song you will be singing? Well, here's the thing. Everybody does one or two songs. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a medley. I'm going to put that a little, okay. little okay. bit. Of, I got I like, like five or six songs that I'm going to throw out yeah, there. Yeah, you yeah, got yeah. the voice to do it. Commit I to it, man. I have the voice. Yeah. You know? I'm going to do a little, you know, little hip-hop. Little, little All right, nasty, yeah, why not? It's 2016. A little, little nice, beautiful, loving music. Yeah, okay. You know, like you said. Once I'm drunk, I got a phenomenal voice. Yeah, what what kind of drinks are you going to be having to get your voice and oh. yourself ready to put yourself out there like that? I'm telling you, I'm not over-exaggerating. Many of my friends, many uh, people have said to me, that's my biggest fear, having to sing at the serenade. Oh, you know what? I'm not worried about the crowd. I love to perform. Yeah, yeah. I lo- I, You'll I, get wild. I'm the person that can get up on there and do a speech. I'm not worried. All right. Anywhere. All right. Now, Al. We know you are a Duke basketball guru. That's right, baby. You've been down the Tobacco Road many a time. Yes, I have. What do you make of that game yesterday? I Big win for Duke. I was praying for Yale. Yeah, <laughs> win. Okay. Because sure, I don't think sure. Dukies this year are going to beat Baylor. But he, here's a funny thing for you. Go ahead. I do the bracket every year, right? I always pick Duke to win regardless. Of course. The last two times I did not pick Duke, they both won the national championship. I didn't pick him last year, and I didn't right. pick him in 2010. Do you not trust Ingram? Projected, possibly number one overall pick. You know what it is? It's they're they're young. They sure. don't have a lot of depth. Sure. Their best one of their best forwards got hurt for the year. Sure. Who was that forward? Neil Jefferson. Neil Jefferson, okay. Philly guy. Yep. And uh, they just right. yeah, they they just seem tired out. Uh, don't play no defense. Can't grab a rebound. Yeah. And I felt like playing against Baylor would definitely. Exhaust their exhaustion would show as a uh, they're big. Baylor's an athletic team, big and athletic. It's what they're known for. The Big Twelve was tough this season. Gotta love Ingram though. Signed to Durant. Yes, and he wears the Durant sneakers too. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. Like Ingram, he's tall. He's lanky. But Durant had just like Durant did. Just like a lot of these. Just like Wiggins does. Yeah, still does a little bit. Just some rumors out there. Kevin Durant was spotted in Philadelphia. Where'd you hear this from, Al? This was he because our assistant coach for the Sixers is good friends with Durant. That's why okay. they hired him this year. Sure. So they went out to dinner. Don't know where. Okay. Well, no, that's great to hear. In Philadelphia. Inside on, info. On, on ESPN, they talked about him uh, complimenting Boston. So there was a lot of rumors about Durant to the Celtics. And there's go there. Right, I hope not. And there's been a lot of rumors about Durant to the Spurs. The Spurs are looking to make a play for Durant. I've heard almost every single yeah, team with hey, cap space hey, to make exactly, a play for Durant. I've exactly. heard Washington. I've heard Golden State. I think he. St- I still to this day think he ends up back in OKC for at least a year or two. Me too. And, I feel and like he, it depends how the season ends for him to make that decision. Yeah, yeah, that that makes sense. But he did say he doesn't want to go to the Knicks. Which is kind Who of funny. Who wants to play with Carmelo? Pay <laughs> those taxes. Yeah, uh. right? That's true, too. Cost of living. You know, it's funny, too. I remember when the uh, Thunder brought in Dion Waiters, and he said, you know, I know Dion Waiters. I know the neighborhood he grew up in. Those South Philly guys, they play a tough brand of basketball. I thought that was, like, really cool. And, you know, he's from, what, D.C.? Mm-hmm. Not far from Philadelphia whatsoever. 
In fact, the closest city of any relevance is Philly, you know, besides the nation's capital, you know. There's not much to do there. Go to so, a Nationals so, game? Yeah, that, that's not what I mean when I'm talking about relevance. So maybe he does have some interest in uh, in coming to Philly to play ball. Well, it was just weird how they got the assistant coach and like the strength and conditioning coach that he that he liked too as well, Durant. Did you hear what restaurant he was at? No, I did not. Was I it a steakhouse? Was, uh, he needs to put some meat yeah, in right, that body. Right, so right, it better right. have been a steakhouse. Yeah. It better well, not been a sushi restaurant. Hey, it could have been a you know an Italian joint. Get some uh, stuffed shells and managa. Some carbs. We could have took them here tonight. Yeah. You could have had this catering here tonight. We got a, a highly yes. catered party here tonight at Skyfall Studios. Al, how's the stuffed shells? Do you taste those stuffed shells yet? You like them? Fantastic. Fantastic. That's what I said. You guys can't eat meat tonight. Yeah, that's right. Friday. You eat the stuffed shells. So we kept the pasta tonight. That's you right. You have to do the pasta, yes. That's right. We're all on the same page. Thank God. One more Sixers comment. I could see Durant coming to Philly and also Kyrie Irving wants out of Cleveland. Uh, th- those two paired up would he, be something to he's see. He's from right over the bridge. Sure. Yeah, he's him. a Jersey guy. And then if you get Durant and Irvin, maybe you do get a Ben Simmons. In the well, then you have a team you're, you're contesting to go to the well, finals for sure. every I'm so used year. to what these Sixers have been pitching oh, us with Sam Hinkie. That's hard for me to even think of anybody Scam. coming here. Scam Hinkie. I'm telling you, they put nothing back into the team. They moved the practice facilities to Jersey for quote-unquote tax break reasons that Camden's offering. Philly is a four-sport town, no doubt about it. I could argue that uh, Philly could support two football teams and maybe two baseball teams. Similar in New York, similar to uh, Chicago. Uh, Chicago, sure, yeah. And die-hard all- fans, die-hard fans. It would be interesting to see what way these fans would war. go, though. Yeah, if yeah, you bring in a second team here, I have a hard time seeing fans getting off their Philly team. They're already on the Eagles. Well, we already had a second team when we had the Athletics back in the 1920s, early 30s, and they were one of the most winning franchises in all of sports. Couldn't last here, though. Well, no. No, they couldn't. But it has happened. I mean, is Chicago that much more of a sports town? That they get two baseball teams? I want to say no. As far as passionate, I don't know if there's a group of fans more passionate than Philadelphia. Seriously? But again, do you need two teams there? I mean, the the market might sell it, but I think you got a lot of diehard fans in Philadelphia. I think you got a lot of fans that wouldn't jump to a new team coming in. They okay. love their Eagles. Folks, my producer Benny Spielberg's giving me a look. We got to take it to break, but when we get back, we're gonna have a sit down. Between a soon-to-be father and, and the great Algie Domenico, God willing, of course, fingers crossed, prayers, prayers out there, and Vinny, crushed red pepper, renowned child therapist. Folks, when we get back. On the mark, Al. Yes, really, uh, really pleased with uh, some of the you know life lessons you're sharing with us right now. Some of the input you're sharing with us right now. It's awesome. You're one of my guys. We had to have you here at Skyfall. I'm glad you're enjoying the stuffed shells. Now, Al, I don't think you ever met another one of my guys, the legendary Vinny Crushed Red Pepper. Vinny. Uh, 
I could mm-hmm. use some crushed red on my, my my shells right here. We'll bring it over. Donna, can you get the crushed red pepper over here for Christ's sake? Thank you, thank you. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Real doll she is, Mark. That was good you brought her in here. Tony, she's the best. One of my favorite people in the world. Vinny, you hear about the thought process that Al's going through right now. You hear about the soon-to-be child, God willing. You hear about the wedding that's coming up in June. Uh, what kind of advice do you have for, for the newest head of our marketing department? Shoot. Al Di Domenico. Raise your child poor. Okay, now why do you say that, Vinny? Why in this situation would you want to raise a child poor? Regardless of how much money you're bringing in, 100000 200000 you'd raise a child poor. It builds character, doesn't it, Vin? They grow their stripes. Yeah. Yeah, they build character. And they realize what's important. Yeah. And what do you emphasize as the important staples, bullet points of family life in this day and age? A firm handshake. A firm handshake. A a stern bedtime. A stern bedtime. What am I reading to my baby? What type of bedtime stories do you recommend? I gotta give him a story. He needs a story. A man needs a story. You know, you, you make something up from your personal life based, okay. based on uh, scriptures yep. or... And the gods, the Greek gods. Correct. Okay. What type of sports should Al get his kids into off the bat? No pun intended. This day and age, no football. You gotta, you gotta, because of the CTE. You, correct. I suffered many concussions, or I should say I've given out many concussions oh, in, my, okay. in my field of work yeah. to these... Oh, you're, you're a big, imposing man. You're an intimidating Huge. man. Huge. Huge. Folks, to all our <laughs> listeners out there, Vinny Crush Red Peppers, 6'6", 276 pounds. Looks even bigger than that, Marky. And looks even bigger than that. I've been around a lot of NFLers, a lot of offensive linemen. The sure. size of this guy, he yeah. is mammoth, Mark. He's imposing. That could be the secret. Very intimidating. Very soft, though. Yeah, you have a soft side. You have a soft side. You got to show the softness. You got to be very intimidating up front, then show the softness. Earn the trust. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Vinny, when you got married, what was the situation like? What made you Well, which make the wife? Leap? Your first wife. My fifth. first wife. Okay. Well, I was just out of the army. Okay. I met her in Santorini. Vinny, Santorini. Where's that at? Greece? That's in Greece, Mark. I'm going to have to introduce you to our, uh, another close friend of the show, Billy the Aardvark. He lived over there in Greece. So how long were you stationed over there in Santorini? Four months. Okay, okay. And then you met your lovely wife, your first wife, uh, Maria, right? Maria, yes. Yes, beautiful gal. Met her on the streets selling bread curbside. Okay. And uh, mm. you know what? Must have been delicious bread. Wonderful, wonderful bread. Very soft. She was soft as well. Just yeah. Just bread, like you. You're bread. soft. You have a soft side. That's you know, what people man, don't know about you. Not a lot of people know that, Mark. I got a tough exterior, but I'm very soft. Vinny, I'm like a sheep in wolf's clothing. <laughs> Vinny, Vinny Crushed Red Pepper is a, a sheep in a, a wolf's claw, so to speak. Vin, I want you to talk to Al. I want you to elaborate to Al about what it's like going through the steps of a first wedding. Vin, you were also 28 when you first got married. What was it like for you? I was first married when I was 19 years old. And uh, the most importantly, you got to go for the venue. It's all about the people. 
Okay. It's not the about you. It's not about you. It's not I, about your girl. Now, it's Al, about the people. Al, how much emphasis, Al, have you put on the venue for this wedding? You, you got know it. The venue's gonna, huge. Now, now, let me ask you a question. You're going to obviously, obviously have a huge South Philly crowd there. You're going to have a Delaware County crowd there. Yeah. Your wife's family, rather, is oh, originally yeah. from Brooklyn. Brooklyn. So you're going to have a New Jersey, New York crowd as well. Yeah, big. We're estimating four to 500, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Beautiful. I mean, it's, it's going to be a stellar event. Don't know half the people, though. Oh, uh, that always happens. Don't know How half the people. How much emphasis, Al, did you put on the venue? Because Vinny's saying the venue is everything. The venue is, yeah, probably one of the most important things. Trust me, I'm on my fourth wedding, so. Yes. Are you I, in the process well, of planning it now? The reason why you're on your fourth wedding is because you said it doesn't mean nothing about the woman. <laughs> That's a part of it. Al, you might be on to something here. <laughs> Vinny, I think you're emphasizing the party aspect of the wedding more than the actual uh, meaning behind it. Where is your head at? I mean, I thought you were an, an expert on this kind of stuff. And you're putting a one night ahead of, ahead of a woman who you're planning to spend the rest of your life with. Mark, I'm a child therapist. I know how to raise a child, <laughs> not how to marry a woman. Not a woman. <laughs> Dude, I have two white kids, dog. Straight up white kids. And I know they're a lot more fucking expensive to take care of than fucking four Mexicans. Okay. So how many kids do you have? Zero. Strictly a nanny. I haven't raised a child myself, actually. <laughs> You're giving all types of couples advice on how to raise their child, and you've never raised one of your own. Correct, but proof is in the pudding, Mark. Where did you study how to properly raise a child? Well, I studied at the Sigmund Freud School in the Galapagos Islands. Oh, okay. Okay. And uh, how many years were you down there for? I was there for four years plus four years. So eight years total. I stayed studied down there. Stumbled upon the school, figured I'd give child therapy a shot. And now I'm here. Oh, wow. You went on vacation alone to the Galapagos Islands and decided to stay? Or who'd you go with? Well, I went with my second wife. and uh, What was her name? Vanessa. Was she Italian? No. Well, there you go. That's why I left her in the Galapagos Island and left for my degree. <laughs> now I'm raising children you, on my own. You couldn't her. take both back. It's either the degree no. or the wife. Correct. <laughs> Life's all about choices. All right. Al, now yes. let me, let me we, put this can... back on you real quick, Please, Al. please. We are so pleased and so honored that you came over to On The Mark Entertainment from Wells Fargo Bank Incorporation. We're so pleased to have you heading up our marketing department. Are you open to hiring any interns? You always need a good intern. We have a dear friend who's newly rehabilitated, reinvigorated, and looking to make his way back into mainstream America. His name's Joey Stacks. What do you think about bringing him under your wing and allowing him to carve out a spot in the marketing department? Yeah, you think Joey Stacks can handle the task? He definitely needs to be under supervision for at least, at least check on him every 30 to 45 minutes. Yeah. I think if we could yeah. put somebody there to check on him, yeah. he'd be phenomenal for the spot. Who better than me? Yes. Vinny, uh, we're going to have our agent get in uh, contact with you immediately and start discussing uh, details of how you could properly supervise, say, a Joey Stacks. You might need a tranquilizer. Yeah. I got two tranquilizer guns, actually. Yeah, one for you, one for me. Perfect. Perfect. Vinny, Al essentially is on the precipice, eventually, very soon, in the very near future, of having a newborn child. A little bugger. A little, a little bugger. What do you recommend 
that he should do uh, the first steps in, in, in raising his child. Well, before he says a word, you want to introduce the spank. Stick to the spanking! Stick to the spanking! Oh, no. It sounds cruel. A spank where? The rear right. right. I could do that. Once they start developing teeth, that's when their first set of teeth, that's when you really got to hit them hard. Good news is they grow a second pair and they learn a lesson and they get their teeth back all in one swoop and they get $5 from the tooth fair. Now we're talking about a child who is a month old. What do you recommend? Blankets and love at that point. Okay, okay. How I long do, I do you, a good swaddle. How long do you, <laughs> do you carry the swaddle lifestyle for? You know, Mark, it all depends. Of course, it's base by base. At the end of the day, it's whenever they start to talk, that's when the real discipline comes in. Okay, okay. So you're going down the road now. You know, they're monkeys out of the womb, Mark, and it's up to you to take them out of the jungle and turn them into a human being from day one. And, you know, at the end of the day, once they start talking, they already have their own ideas in place, so you got to get them before that. Al, do you agree with that? That these kids are, are monkeys out of the womb? Wow. Monkeys out of the womb. Yeah. Have you heard that term from any of the, uh, the people you've spoken uh, with no. about this? No. There's only one person that can probably bring that up, and I'm looking at him. That's Vinny <laughs> Crushed Red Pepper, folks, live on Monkey the Monkey out of the womb. Now, Vinny, let me ask you this. Now, isn't this the type of uh, conduct that got the PETA people on your back in the first place? Because, Mark, I know he started it in animal training. Yes, yes. Folks, all our listeners out there, Vinny... Crushed Red Pepper has a huge background in animal training and development where he's worked at the San Diego Zoo and right here in Philadelphia's beautiful zoo. And there was an incident with a sperm whale, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, no. Well, the sperm of a whale, Tone. (laughs) Oh, my God. What the hell happened, Vinny? We've been out of touch for so long, I'm out of the loop. What the hell happened with this whale? You know, long story short, Mark, I was contacted by a North Korean aquarium who was interested in the sperm of a whale, and I just so happened to be going through a tough time, and I was vulnerable to the Craigslist posting that they had up. And you know what? I did a Jurassic Park-style theft. I got a barbersaw can. Oh, no. Hollowed it out. Put some whale sperm into a vial. Oh no! Twisted is that it how into you a barbasol can? Is that how you illegally transported it? Yes. Oh no! That's how we did it. I gotta ask. Not that I'm interested in getting into that kind of thing, but what, what kind of money you get for that sperm whale sperm? You know, it, it's it's a watered down market tone. You'd be surprised, but you know, at the time, a couple hundred bucks goes a long way. So you're telling me that there's a there's a black market out there. Anything animal-related, Mark. Semen. You know, you're seeing a lot of the uh, a lot in the news. You're seeing a lot of talk about stopping these poachers and the the tusks. Mm-hmm. Well, same thing goes for the sperm. Wow. You know, with the sperm, there's millions of tusks in that sperm in that little wow. vial potentially. And guys, I don't. You know, by any means, we have a new employee here in the studios tonight. Here at Skyfall Studios, we don't want to dilute his brain with any type of malice information regarding whale semen, Al. Just take this in one ear and out the other. This may be my first and last day here. Oh, my God. Well, luckily, most of Al's work, folks, will be done out on the road in our company (laughs) car. Hey, Al, you better not abuse that company visa we're giving you. I know we're going to let you take clients to dinner, but it better not be Del Frisco's or Capitol Grill or Morton's. Too late, Mark. Already, he hit me. He hit me over the head already. I just bought bought whale sperm on Craigslist. Benny, call our banker, (laughs) Benny. Put another ten grand in the account, for Christ's sake. Al, from my understanding, you took uh, 
took one of your first clients out today uh, for a potential interview on uh, on the mark. Who the hell was it, and and, and where'd you take him on, on our company done? It was Carrot Top. Oh no, Carrot Top. Listen, that guy I, hasn't been relevant in ten fuck fifteen years. It was bad. Tony, what did you see Carrot Top in Vegas not too long ago on the strip? Mark, the guy was face down next to a homeless guy. I wasn't sure if he was even breathing or not. Oh, it was Christ. at 4.30 in the morning. I heard he's going bald. The guy named his career after the hair on his head, and he's going bald. It's receding, absolutely. And, absolutely. We, and we got him coming on the show. Al, what are you doing as head of our marketing department? This is what you're bringing us? I was drunk. Oh, Christ. I was drunk. And, on uh, your money or, or on our company And I'm not going to lie, uh... On the visa. Ah! Oh, did not, you know the bartender at least? Was she hooking it up at least a little bit? Maybe. Oh no! Not good. Oh not God, good. no! But listen, uh, he's very intimidating, Carrot Top. He's all jacked up how? now. Oh, is he's, he on steroids? He's on something. But uh, he wanted to be on the show. He heard a lot of good things, and uh, I'm getting a text message right now. You had Carrot Top and Donnie Wahlberg and Del Frisco's at 2:30 p.m. <laughs> On a Friday afternoon, the day after St. Patrick's Day? Had to. That oh, was the only time they could God. do it. Donnie Wahlberg, you couldn't get us Mark. We couldn't have Marky Mark on the mark with Mark E. Mark. Donnie, Donnie's just as good as Mark. Al, we have Vinny Crushed Red Pepper here. A uh, illustrious child therapist. Gave me great advice. Great advice. And I, I can't emphasize enough how pleased we are everybody to have you heading our marketing department it's a big department it's a big department our listeners or some of our listeners may not know about you is that you were a four-year starter at Gwen and Mercy center fielder outfielder um, hitter. don't forget leadoff hitter I cannot big. forget leadoff hitter career 400 hitter at Gwen and Mercy Adam LaRoche just this week retired from baseball after 14 seasons but retiring from baseball because he couldn't bring his 13, 14-year-old son with him in the locker room enough and on road trips. Uh, I believe he turned down $10 million this 14. year. Okay, $14 million, even worse. I'd call Adam LaRoche a fool. Uh, but I do commend him for his passion for being a father. I would have traded my kid to the Cubs for $13 million. Uh, I think a lot of people would agree with you, Tone. I, You know, it... This is kind of like a red flag. Like, how rich are these guys? My God. Hey, good for them, and God bless. But, Al. Yes, sir. I'm a former baseball player. You're a former baseball player. In fact, many of the people in this studio right now are former college baseball players. What do you make of Adam LaRoche's decision? Do you think it was the right move, or do you think it was selfish? Before I get into it, I just want you know that uh, my brother's favorite player was Adam LaRoche. Right. And let's, his... just, let's just put this out there. Your brother's favorite offensive coordinator is Mike, Mike Martz, Martz. Yes. who is currently not in the NFL. So your brother likes some wild players. Yes. Let's, that's all I'm trying to say. I like wild players too, but your brother likes some wild players. Yes, Reggie Miller and, of course, Dirk Dick Nowinski. Yes, who he won a three-team parlay on. Yes, and that was a big night in the D Dominico household when yes, their brother dead. hit that three-team parlay. So, now that we're done that, um, <laughs> I think uh, I'm going to say Adam Roach was wrong here. 
I think many people in America agree because, with you. Because uh, just listening to what the was it Aaron Boone was saying, you know, he was his dad let him in the clubhouse, mm-hmm. but there was times where uh, Philly great World Series champion from the 1980 team, the legendary Bob Boone. Yeah, but uh, there's times where you know your son can't be in the locker room. It's pretty simple. There's totally. mainly things being talked about, cursing. Totally. Uh, God knows what else goes on in there, but uh, everything. And not even that, he had them doing workouts with the players. And there's some guys that are fighting for a roster spot and tossing a little, uh, tossing a ball to a 13 year old. It's too much. They didn't work that hard to get that far to be around children. A veteran like Adam LaRoche has to understand that and respect that. I take it also back to like Riley Curry. The media has a job to do, they have a fulfillment to connect. The team and the people. And when you have a kid in the atmosphere, it dilutes the situation and it dilutes the information that's being relayed from the sports organization to the fans that spend the money, that pay the paychecks. I find it to be a disgrace anymore. I go back to the World Series, uh, the Giants, Barry Bonds. His kids were the Bat Boys. A World Series game. Too uh, much. Runner was round the third base. Had to scoop up Barry Bonds' kids or they were going to get wiped out at home plate. I think plate. that was J.T. Snow that grabbed them. I think it was J.T. Snow. He's a hell of a scooper, too. Hey, great name. That was another guy who stuck around Major League Baseball hell for a long time. Hell of a scooper. Time. Not only did he scoop balls at first base, but he had to scoop up Barry Bonds' kids. You know, kids have no place, really, in professional sports except being a fan and a spectator like everybody here in Skyfall Studios once was. Of course, of course, it's nice to have your kid around you, especially towards the end of your Absolutely. career. Absolutely. But uh, Abs- enough is, is enough. We're not taking away enough from that. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. It's gone too far, you know, and, and I'm all for being a good father. I'm all for being a good parent because at the end of the day, there's nothing more important than that. But in a billion-dollar industry like professional sports, where grown men are paying big-time money to watch other grown men play a game, we don't need the product to be diluted. Mark, have you ever been in a, inside of a professional clubhouse or locker room? Yes, I have. You know, this is actually a true story. I was inside the Flyers locker room 2006, interviewing okay. John LeClaire for a report. And member of the Legion of Doom, the legendary yeah, John, John. Uncle John. Oh, what? Al, wasn't he fun Uncle to watch? Uncle John was great. One of my favorite flyers ever. Number 10. The great number 10. You're smart. John LeClaire. Man, I'll never forget. I walked down the stairs into the locker room going into where we're going to do the interview. And I turn to my right and I see Chris Gratton's dong. <laughs> and I was petrified. <laughs> There's nothing more horrifying to a young boy or grown man than seeing another man's dong. It was huge, and it was startling, and I ran. And I'll never forget it, and I can't believe that uh, Adam LaRoche is exposing his boy to all those dongs. A lot of dong. Oh, man. That's even worse. Now, Vinny, we explained to our audience how imposing of a figure you are. Why don't you tell the story about your father... Beating the um, piss out of Rick Tockett. Well, Mark, he was barbecuing at Mark Recchi's house, actually. Okay, the legendary Mark Recchi. Stanley Cup champion recently with the... The Julio Franco of hockey. Vinny, elaborate more on this story. So you're at Mark Recchi's house. 
you, your father, Rick Tockett, and several other Flyers players. What exactly happened, Vin? Well, Eric Lindros is an instigator. We all know that. Sure, sure. You know, Mark Recchi decided to get a little uh, attitude with my father, and my father's a big guy. And, sure, just like you. Big, and, imposing figure. And when, uh, you know, he, he likes to impose his will on anybody who decides who to him. test him. And uh, Folks, this is 100% true. This is no exaggeration. So, long story short, my father put Mark Recchi through his own kitchen table. Yeah. And uh, next thing you know, Mark Recchi's out for a game or two for yep. uh, upper body injuries. Yep, this was, this was a mid-90s game. Correct. Kind of picked Mark Recchi up by the scruff of his shirt and uh, put him down through a uh, kitchen table. By both of his armpits, yes. There you go. Folks, this is the power, the perpetual power of the Pepper family. These are big men, a strong lineage of brutal, intimidating men that know how to train children, discipline children. Big bad John. And folks, frankly, if we had more Americans like this, we'd have a better society today. Vinny, on behalf of everybody here at On The Mark, we thank you for what you've done for society, for the neighborhood we live in. One spank at a time, Mark. And the task that you undertake. We see the education you've learned throughout the world, from the Galapagos Islands to Greece. To Santorini. To to Tijuana. Yeah. Unbelievable stuff, man. I guess I gotta kick a hockey player's ass to be a good father. Wow. (laughs) Al, that's a great point. I don't know if you have to do that, Al. Something tells me you're gonna be a great father anyway. But first steps first. Get that wedding under your wing. Yes, very excited. In fact, get that serenade under your wing. You want to sing that song with a passion, like a young Sinatra. In fact, Al, last week, I don't know if you you heard episode two, but we had the great, legendary, young stand-up comedian, the new Sammy Davis Jr. on air with us. He's trying to take over the stand-up comedy game. After this serenade, you might be trying to be the next great saloon singer. Yes, stand-up guy of our generation. Yes, with a tux. I have to wear a tux. And you have to wear a tux. And Al, that leads me to my next segment. The tux is big. Al, the tux is huge. And that takes me right into my next segment, folks. Italian of the Week. Start spreading the news. I'm leaving today. This is a new segment on the mark. I feel it very fitting to announce that this week's Italian of the Week is the uh, legendary Frank Sinatra Jr. who passed away the other day in uh, Florida. Frank Jr. was 72. First concert I ever went to was Frank Sinatra Jr. in Atlantic City. I went with my parents. Uh, I believe it was at the Sands. How boring was that? No, not for me. I grew up on Frank Sinatra, so it was not boring for me. The Sands in Atlantic City, which doesn't even exist anymore, we were first row. I remember they brought us over like a cheese platter, martinis, a bottle of uh, wine, I believe it was. I could be wrong. Uh, I had a Cherry Coke or Shirley Temple. You know? Gotta go Shirley. That's a classic I'm drink. Classic, classic, classic kid, out, uh, kid out drink. Yeah. And Vinny, you would know that how these kids love Shirley Temples. Yeah, it was. I'm pretty sure it was a Shirley Temple. So we were first row at the Sands. Frank Sinatra Jr. was singing his tail off. And uh, it was really cool. It was like a blast from the past kind of thing. 
because pretty much as uh, Vinny, as you know from being in my house growing up, Frank Sinatra was playing every uh, every evening during dinner and sometimes uh, any any hour of the day, frankly. Every hour, every day, no matter what. There were more pictures in my home growing up of Frank Sinatra than you, than me and my entire family. And that I is can go not, for a Shirley Temple. That is not a j. Hey, Don, whip us Don. up a few Shirley, Shirley temples, temples, please, Donna. Bring them over. Take your time. Make them the right way, and uh, we'll surely enjoy. Light them. on the cherry juice. Yeah, light on the cherry juice. We're trying it's to keep Friday. our trying to keep our calories down for the wedding. Heavy yes. cherry grenadine on mine, Don. Okay, okay. Heavy <laughs> grenadine for Vinny. He's got a sweet tooth tonight, Don. On ice, just a cherry grenadine on ice. Thanks. Okay, okay. Long story short, seeing Frank Sinatra Jr. that night in AC was a great memory for for one main reason. He engaged our table, was talking to us, and gave me a wink. And I just thought that was the coolest thing ever. And uh, Frank Jr., you will be missed. You, uh, You had a good life, a life that many would be jealous of. And now you're reunited with your father upstairs. Enjoy a, a Jack Daniels together as we are here at Skyfall Studios. Getting better, huh? Thank you. Vinny, how's your diabetes these days? You look terrible. I feel terrible, Al. I'm not going to lie. I feel absolutely goddamn terrible. You know, at the end of the day, my doctor says I'm all right. So, you know, that's what I hang my head on. Folks, he's an expert on his craft. And on our, our website, we're going to give out all his contact information. If you want to contact Vinny to... Uh, do a um, a free diagnosis of your child. See, you know, his recommendations on where or what kind of therapy this your child needs. You know, I base the child's reaction on an initial spank, and after the initial spank, you can tell a lot about a child, whether they're a, a leader or a follower. And after the first spank, the first spank's free, and then that's after the that's when I do the diagnosis, and then I tell you what your child's gonna become. And at that point, you know, we go from there. We tailor the approach from there. Al, as a soon-to-be parent, and let's not forget, as a great son and a great brother. As a child, were you ever hit? Of course. Do you want to hear a great story? Sure. Go ahead. Down the shore, right? My brother. Fentner. Yes. Okay. Brother breaks his ankle. So, unfortunately, we had to share a bed. Sure. So, I'm stuck between my brother and a wall. Okay. My brother starts mouthing off with my father. Okay. So, my father saying, thinks, let me get the crutch, and I'm going to hit my son with it. Okay. <laughs> but I got the beaten, too. Oh, because it was it must have been a full size bed. It wasn't a king or yes. queen. That was a small bed actually. It was yeah, actually it was a bed like, for one. It was oh, a day bed. Yeah. <laughs> actually. He got us both. Yeah. And that was the, probably one of the worst beatings that I didn't deserve. Oh man. But it was a two so for one. So it was a WWE style beating with a with a cane crutch. Yeah, pretty much. Nice wooden one. Your father knew what he was doing. Yes. He actually is a big fan of yours. Vinny, <laughs> I believe that's a classical technique, right? The, the crutch beatdown? Is that not something that was preached to you in the Galapagos Islands? The victim, or was it Santorini? Well, it was Santorini, Mark, and that's a classic 
case of victim of circumstance discipline yes. that the father expertly utilized. Im- utilized exactly on the boys. You know, he's there, he's on vacation, your brother breaks an ankle, now his vacation's done, Ruined. and right. now and now your brother's mouthing off and why not be right. the both of you in right. the same in right. the same strike. I mean, it's two for one special. I mean, yeah. anybody takes That's that. classic technique. The first banking was free. <laughs> Is there a chance you read one of your books? He doesn't read. Oh, okay. I got a lot of tapes on audio that oh, okay. uh, are okay. available, that were available on cassette. And uh, there's a strong possibility. Good. Very good. Very good. Guys, it's getting wild here at Skyfall Studios. Benny... Take this thing to break, and let's get back and regroup and uh, see where we're at with Vinny and uh, Al over here. You know, baseball dads, that's a funny thing. In fact, I could testify my father was was a wild, wild baseball coach. Al, your father... Crazy. Crazy. Great baseball coach. Wild. Vinny, your father was the same. I think you learned a lot of techniques from your father. But now, you know, when I think of wild baseball fathers, you know, yeah, Adam LaRoche is the current events version of that. But how about not going back too far... Mitch Williams recently. Good God. Good God. The wild thing. The wild thing. Wild dad. Telling an 11-year-old player to throw at another 11, 12-year-old player. Throw at his head. Insane. Insane. Do you endorse something like that, Vinny? No. Why not? Never violence amongst other children. That, yeah. That, that's not right. Yeah. Man against child. It's only man against Father child. against son. Yes. That's how you incorporate the social skills needed to progress in Correct. society. Correct. Wooden spoon. Yes. Yeah, the wooden spoon theory. Now, Al, what, what do you make of that? Mitch Williams, has he lost his mind? Should Mitch Williams be banned from Little League Baseball? Like it, he was banned from MLB Network. If he blatantly said out loud, throw at this kid, yeah. You don't want him to blatantly do it. Right. But that's part of pitching. Right. You have to teach your kids that. You have to. That's a part of the game that's phasing out. Yeah. At what age is it appropriate to not throw at a child? Al? T-ball. T-ball. So then after that, it's a part of the game. That's it. It's just like getting tackled. Exactly. Yep. Why not? Seriously. Vinny, we loved having you on the show tonight. We can't wait to have you back. You're a friend of the show. You're like family to me. And now you're going to sign a contract that makes you obligated to Al and Annie's first newborn son or daughter. And you're going to train them. That's scary. I give them the friends and family discount link just gave everybody. First bank's free. I'll diagnose your child post-spank. Can you baptize the child for me too as well? I'd love to. It'd be honored. There you go. Al, you're already building an account. You're a thriving young star within our marketing department. We're Thrilled glad to, be to have here. you. Fantastic job, Al. Thank you again. Have a good weekend. Have I'll a great s- weekend. I'll see you at the wedding. You better be. You better bring your dancing shoes. I'll have Sammy Davis Jr. lend me a pair. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
Aunt Tony, between Vinny and Al. Jeez. Two different ends of the spectrum, huh? Two different ends of the spectrum. Two interesting guys with totally different views on life. You got Al, who's a guy who's real laid back, and, and Vinny, who's looking to grab uh, the kids by the horns. <laughs> Little so bit you speak. can say that. I was going to say the, the world by the horns. Two different paths to success. Yeah. But for successful sure. nonetheless. For sure. And Al's going to be a great addition to that marketing oh, staff. He's going to really help us out. I'm sure a lot of our fans are going to be able to meet him with a lot of the uh, upcoming events he's scheduling out. Oh, going to be good stuff. He showed me the, uh, the notebook, the calendar that he uh, already started on. And Man, it's it's almost filled it's packed, up, ain't it? Guys gonna be working. Guys gonna be working for that paycheck. My God, good one to bring on. Yeah, he was an easy hire. The resume just screamed out, "Hey, let's get it rolling." For sure, for sure, for sure. And uh, Tone, what do you think of this, these games so far in uh, March Madness? Uh, brackets are busted. People are out of money. People are shot. Tone, you're in a hospital bed with a neck brace on. And your bracket's actually looking pretty good. What's the secret, man? You know, I'm Surprising, jealous. Surprising, ain't it, man? Oh, you did it again. From the start, I've been saying it, though. This is going to be one of those tournaments really up for grabs. The lower seed's not that much different than your higher, your big conference teams. Of course, the Michigan State upset busted a lot of people. I'm not going to lie. I had Michigan State going a long way. One of my Elite Eight squads. Luckily, I had Virginia taking them out to go to the Final Four. But that Michigan State upset, that was very surprising. With Not necessarily senior, but an upper-class kind of team. Valentine, the senior for Izzo, who's now going to be a top 15 pick at least. Really a surprising loss they were. On the other side of things, I had Yale. Was all over Yale over that Baylor team. Baylor's one of those squads that struggle come the big tournament time. Not very disciplined. A team that struggles to make free throws. These are all the little things that lead to a loss in the tournament. And even Duke was in a little bit of a game against that UNC Wilmington squad, Mark. Yeah, we were over were. there. We were over there at Chicken and Pete's watching that yeah, game. Yeah. And uh after the first shot, I said, Man, this Wilmington team can shoot, man. Yeah, they it can. might be a war. The and it Seahawks. ended up being a war. Yeah. Covered the ten points, which was nice for me. And I did have Duke moving on in the bracket. So uh, a, a good win there yeah, also. Good for you. And you were all over that Hawaii team. Oh, Hawaii. Wasn't I, Marky? Yeah. In love with them. Actually, my first upset I picked was that Hawaii team, and which is why. you went hard on the money line, right? Money line play. They were at plus 195. Had them plus the six points. The six points was a lock. I, I All year I said this Cal team, very good at home, completely different team out on the road. They lost their second highest scorer to a hand injury right before the game. I thought that was a shot to them. And you have this five-loss Hawaii team coming in. Love that Hawaii coach, Evan Gano, a real laid-back yeah, personality. Yeah. And actually, it's funny... The team really takes the personality of a coach. And Hawaii, man, every time Cal started to chip away, they were just banging the big three, yeah. kept them from five, six points away, and ended up winning that game. But been a great start to this tournament, man. A lot of entertainment yeah. early on. Ton, uh, the way Temple lost earlier today. Oh, my God. Fran Dunphy teams just don't seem to win in the tournament. And I love Fran Dunphy. And he had that one. Had him on the ropes, man. Make a free throw. They're not an 8-10 team anymore. Win a tournament game. They were winning more games as an A-10 team. Seriously. And you get a Hawaii squad that really backed their way into the tournament. Here's yeah. a team that was three in the country earlier in the year. 
They lost something like six of eight, five of seven. I don't want to butcher it, but they had a first round Big Ten tournament loss to Illinois, who was an under 500 team this year. You, you just cannot like that Iowa team. I was all over Temple in that game. They had it won, man. Seven seconds left. You're at the free throw line for a one and one, and you don't get the job done. Unbelievable. Sickening. Gave the game to Iowa. Sickening. Sickening. Now, Tone, your advice to our listeners, do you make your money off of the, the, the actual bracket or do you make your money off the individual games? Individual games. Brackets are for fun thing on the side. I emphasize that. Can't put too much stock into it because upsets are going to happen. But most of the time, if you're on the right side of that spread, you're still going to be okay. Yeah. So you played every single game so far. I play every game of the tournament. It's kind of my thing. 12-4, and four, it was a great start to the second day earlier this afternoon. Had a Syracuse squad. I was big on them, plus the one point. They were in a war at halftime in that Dayton game. And then Jim Boheim and company really proved that they deserved to be in. Syracuse was one of those teams that was getting buried for yeah. getting picked by the selection committee. A lot of people were off of them as soon as they lost that game to Pitt in the ACC tournament. But this is a solid Syracuse squad. I yeah. said it all season long. They play good defense. They're fast. And they dominated in the second half. Ended up beating Dayton, a pretty good Dayton team, by close to 20 points. How do you like to watch these games? What do you do, you know, middle of the day, weekday afternoon, when you got big money riding on these, to most people, very random games? How do you sit back? How do you how do you take in these games? Well, first of all, a lot of research goes into these picks. You know what I mean, Marky? I'm a huge trend guy. I go off of trends. I go off of what teams have been in the tournament. Experience is huge. So I go in pretty confidently, Marky. I got to say, when I wake up on that Thursday, it is Christmas morning, baby, when I got those 16 games. To me, it's just 16 yeah. games of money. Yeah, good for you, man. Hey, and uh, best of luck to you. I hope the luck continues to roll. And for some reason, folks... These picks have been phenomenal. I got to thank you. My my bank account has to thank you. I appreciate this. Yeah, there's the definite science to it, folks. Do not miss out. Still handing out these winners throughout the NCAA tournament. And, of course, we'll be back with big money come NFL season. But we got a nice summer ahead of us before all that. Absolutely. Absolutely. We sure do. Folks, you are on the mark. Episode 2.5, On the Mark Madness. We're here live with Tony, Nikki Jr., and Vinny, crushed red pepper. Of course, my esteemed producer, Benny Spielberg, behind the plastic over there. Benny, take us to break one more time, and when we get back, we're going to wrap this thing up. Thanks, Ben. Folks, March 18th, Friday night, 52 degrees outside here at Skyfall Studios. What a show between Al Di Domenico and Vinny Crushed Red Pepper. My head's spinning, to be quite honest. Tony, uh, these two guys, all these March Madness games, I don't even know where I'm at right now. I might be in the Twilight Zone. I blacked out a couple times. Oh, I blacked out for a couple moments. Well, Tom, that, that might so. be the medication from all the. Oh, uh, that's true too. From all the painful injuries. That's true here. too. I'm laying back in this hospital bed. I'm dozing off on you. How do pillows feel? Pillows are nice. Yeah. Where do you get these from? Jefferson Hospital. 
Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really yeah. care about the patients over there. I, I had a few of my people over there at Jefferson bring this stuff over. Like I said, we're going to do everything in our power to make sure you fulfill your contractual obligations. Perfect, perfect. We'll wheel my ass out of here at the end of this. Everybody, thanks for joining in tonight. What a show tonight, folks. Uh, Vinny, thank you for coming in from Chicago and uh, doing your thing here at Skyfall for all the disturbing information, but nonetheless, information on how children these days are being raised. Thanks for calling me the Uber, Mark. I appreciate coming out here. And we're going to be sure to send you an Uber out of here, too. Tony, thank you for all the information on March Madness and everything else you do. My esteemed co-host, um, it's a pleasure to have you on full-time now. Things are really rolling now, huh? Yeah, that was a nutty episode, Mark. Yeah, I'll oh tell you what. Oh, my God. Episode 2.5. Could it be more different, those March two guys? Madness. Al's a good guy. Aren't you happy to have him part of the yeah, team Yeah, he's now? a good one. Guy's going to be great for the marketing department. Make sure you check out a lot of his events. He's out there. He's marketing our product. And like we say, that's marketing with a C. He's getting our name out there. Folks, we can't wait to have you back. But with that being said, I got to let you all go now. Good night, cruel world. Look at the snow. Got yourself good. I always say you Shotgun shot, shake my body, don't bad sound.